We've put a lot of people into it in the county and city. Uh, we've certainly seized four times what has been seized previous years, uh, last year. We were up over two million. Uh, at least two thirds of that was actually in the county area, with a third of it in the city, with over 300 people prosecuted for uh, sale and supply being drug dealing uh, throughout the city and counties, and over 111 in the city alone. So uh, it's a huge problem, it's a huge cultural problem, but as again, as I keep saying, it's down to individual choice whether they're going to do this or not. Uh, but cocaine now is, is a, very much a recreational drug. It's something that's not only affecting uh, people when they're out and they're, in, they're recreationally using it, but they're also using it when they're driving or it's in their systems when they're driving and it's uh, really taken a big effect on the effectiveness of our drunk and drunk drunk driving uh, strategy because now we have to deal with drug driving strategy, which is actually nearly as bad now uh, as just drug, pure drunk driving, you know, and it, it's overtaking it. You've worked in tackling drugs for a long time within Ungarda Siakana uh, and targeting those who were supplying the drugs. At what point do you think cocaine started to become the dominant drug? It's become dominant drug because people have disposable income. Uh, the vast majority of people who are buying it are actually working uh, and who are uh, uh, consuming it. It's not people, you know, who, who are uh, have low incomes. These are people who have disposable income who now as a part of their recreational use are going out for a night, uh, have their drug and they have their drug dealers and they supply to them. Uh, Europe is bigger than America now for the cocaine suppliers. Uh, the southern um, South American cartels are now targeting Europe, including Ireland, and using it as a gateway into other parts of Europe, and indeed using it for Australia, as we saw recently in Kerry. Yeah, yeah. And as you said, like you are seizing a lot more drugs than have been seized before, but typically I think it's acknowledged by, by most people in the room that what Gardaí do catch is just the tip of the iceberg. It was referred to as a, a drop in the ocean today. I mean, when the demand out there is so high, is there ever, ever a sense that you're kind of just simply fighting the tide and you just can't win? Uh, yeah, it's very hard to quantify. The Commissioner referred to this during the week. It's really hard to quantify how big the drug market. It's substantial. But what we do when we uh, enforce the law is wherever we come on, anybody who is involved in the sale and supply or in drug trafficking or intimidation or uh, cultivation or supply or personal use, we enforce the law. And the purpose of that is to make it as hard as possible for people to operate. And if people decide to go into this, they will suffer the consequences. They're involved in criminal behaviour and we will treat them like criminals. We will arrest them, we will prosecute them, we will put them in jail and we will seize all their assets and we'll make things as difficult as possible for them. So that's our job now. I know from speaking to the commissioner before, he was keen to kind of stress the message of personal responsibility that if you're going to do drugs, buy drugs, you have to accept that you're not just funding maybe local criminal elements, but you can trace that chain the whole way back to what's happening with the likes of the cartels. Yes, and if you buy drugs, you're involved in criminal activity. You're funding criminal activity. You're funding intimidation. You're funding murder uh, and, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, corruption and all of those things. So, you know, buying your, your gram or whatever for 70 euro, uh, you might think it's a simple thing. It's not a simple thing. It's a huge consequence for what's going on. And usually the person who's selling to you is usually not making anything at all out of it. They're controlled by other people and being intimidated. When we talk about intimidation, it was acknowledged today that drug intimidation is becoming a, a bigger problem across the city and, you know, presumably linked to the increase in drugs. 
Yeah, intimidation, we've seen a rise in it with certainly more people uh, contacting us. Uh, in Detective Inspector Brendan Carroll is our liaison inspector for drug intimidation uh, and he works for, uh, from our headquarters in Morrow. Uh, and we have uh, sent him to meet with many people over the last six months and we certainly see a rise in that. It's a really abhorrent, a really disgusting thing to do uh, to intimidate anyone over a drugs debt and it's a really terrible place for people to find themselves in and they look for help and we're there to help them. We can advise them, we can help with regards to uh, direction towards addiction services as well and we can also see about uh, dealing with the problem that they have as confidentially as possible uh, and try to help them. People are not alone. We're there to help them. Because when we talk about drug intimidation, I mean, we could be talking about individuals who are themselves involved in that world, but also, you know, in a lot of cases, it's family members, parents who are facing the, the intimidation. Yes, absolutely. And it kind of passes. And, and drug people who are involved in drug dealing uh, will focus in on families who they uh, suspect or know that they may have access to cash or force them to sell assets or just intimidate them to the point where they're, they're afraid that something will happen to their child or whatever. Uh, and that's an awful position to be in. And, and as I say, it is, rot it is, it is really rotten business and uh, uh, we're there to help. And then finally, you mentioned uh, a minute ago about uh, increase in drug driving. Now, we heard today that there's been less checkpoints, but actually more detections of drug driving. Uh, how concerned are you about this? I think uh, if if we do more checkpoints with huge amounts of concentrated effort uh, with resources that we can do more checks at them we will have a lot lot more detections i think the issue of drug driving we're probably only getting into it when we started this a year and a half ago uh, we had very low levels with maybe 10 percent of our drug drivers uh, drunk drivers being caught as drug drivers now they're up near 50% and I would say if we push it on we'd probably be finding 70-80% of our, our intoxication uh, driving is from drugs.